We here at the Canadian Pyrocast love everyone and everything on Earth. But we also believe that everyone and everything should be mocked, lampooned, satired, parodied, and poked on at, because that's a quality. This program is not for children or the easily offended. We trust your judgment. Our backs are sore from sailing all day. So now, now, now. Take my hopes, sing and come and drown. Well. We uh, sent the math into the professionals, and uh, you know what the results were, Gummy Bear? Huh. Uh, so you are exactly four inches taller than Joe Rogan, and I am five inches taller than Sir Joseph Rogan. Oh, I always wanted to know. Well, that's why we have experts. Welcome to the Canadian Pirate Cast. I'm your host, Captain Beckham Kid, And I'm Gummy Bear, and we're really bad at starting it. Cannon fire! We're under attack! No! Well, we already resolved it. So, <laughs> today on the Canadian Podcast, we're going to do local waters, some random blurbs from, oh, I have stuff to contribute this time, and uh, mostly with Gummy Bear, though, and her stories. Uh, as always, we have Corrections Corner, which is out of order, but for some have my notes backward, ass backwards. We're going to go beyond the coast for our opinions on the election and some dumb stuff from the PCP, which I find funny, or PPC, sorry. Fuck. <laughs> Too many... So many acronyms, uh, PP, PPC parties off PCP. <laughs> <laughs> and the CPC just like turned their head and frown. But, you know, one of the four brothers is in on that. He's like, yes. <laughs> Sorry, then after that, though, we're going to go to Captain Kidd's discount lessons and what I've been learning from school. And I can now differentiate <laughs> from the Canadian parliamentary, parliamentary system and the U.S. presidential system. I need to learn how to roll my R's. Congratulations. Yeah, I know. I feel I feel great. I'm so, so proud of you. <laughs> I love you. It's like Mao and cheese. You're just like you're just, you're just, Mao a brick of cheese right now. <laughs> God, we're just in the zone. We don't need to tell people that. I kind of want to, though, because it's just like you're just like going, you are into that cheese. Is, you know, your focus. I understand that. Starvation is not cool. It's important that you nourish yourself. You know, as we know, you're all blood sugar, so it goes through your system really fast, so you need to nourish. <laughs> Such is the life of a gelatin bear. So I guess we'll start off with, with Corrections Corner as a first thing. To start in there, it was the parliamentary seats that were up for election. I don't re- remember what I said a month ago, but it was, yes, they are parliament seats, and that is what I meant to say. And for the other thing we talked about with the bilingual debates and having two whole debates in two different languages... That was tricky. Uh, Canada is not the only bilingual country. Uh, there are there are others that I didn't bother to write down because there were more. Well, there were more than thirty of them, so I didn't thought think it was necessary to write any down. If there's that many in, on Earth. From what I could find, is I don't think I could find any one that did dual language. I think they mostly did it one language. I might be wrong, but it was that that was all I could really find from my research and trying to find. Do any countries have two debates in two whole separate languages, or is that just a Canadian thing? So either way. And I'll get more into this when we go into the Beyond the Coast, I guess. But I kind of wanted just to, because we were joking last week on my vaccine passport stance. So I want to clarify after, like, thinking about it. I changed my stance on it, and I'm more in favor of them. I, I'll go into that when we go Beyond the Coast. But that's, yeah, that's all I just really want to say about that, though. So I'm, I'm in favor of them, because, uh, as opposed to other, like, what alternative option would be. We'll go into that. And this is because this will be the only episode where we, I bother to talk about COVID shit, because I don't care that much about it. 
this is just because I thought the Vax passport was a it, okay. So I know people. I have a lot. I have friends that are nurses, and my family, like my immediate family members, are nurses by by trade. So they were telling me about like some of the some of the crap that nurses have been having to put up with and stuff like this, and with all the protests happening with it. So that's why I just want to weigh in on COVID shit because it's actually happening to people that are close to me. So this is kind of my bias towards it. I had to be fair about that. Yeah. And uh, just while I'm disclosing biases too, as a whole thing for an overall uh, thing with the show is very clear about my stance is I do not want to be an influencer. I don't think, I think you should all make your own decisions. I don't want to influence shit. I just want to say my opinion and maybe have discussions with people. Change my opinion, like the Vax passport thing. I do want to be rich. Feel free to give me money. Please, God. I would love nothing more than to be rich and not have to worry about that. More than anything, I'd like the podcast to be self-sufficient, but I don't uh, I don't care either way. I'm going to put my opinion on the internet whether you like me to or not. And just if you feel the need to give me money, please, God, do it, because I would love to be rich. I want a kitty castle with the kitties that deserve one. <laughs> They're just the most beautiful kitties, and they deserve a mini kitty castle. The final thing I want to disclose is that I do not want to be famous, because I don't want notoriety. So that's kind of my stance on all that kind of stuff, on my biases and personal goals for things. Gummy Bear, do you have anything for Corrections Corner before we move on? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, you're perfect as always. So... (laughs) 99% of the time. 99% of the time. Scientifically, it's impossible, but okay. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess we'll transition awkwardly into local waters. Welcome back to the Canadian Pirate Cast and Local Waters. Uh, Gummy Bear, do you want to start off with yours? Or because my, my things are quick, my quick blur points. Let's so, go with yours. Because I can just, I, I can, I can be concise about this. As a quick thing, Fairy Creek, I wanted to point out because I want to try to cover this as openly as we can. There have been some. Okay, I don't know what to say about this. So there's been, if you've heard about tree spiking, essentially it's been, it's an action where protester somebody rams a metal rod into a tree so that when a saw hits it or like their equipment it kickbacks and like obviously with a chainsaw it can that could, yeah it's obvious why that could fuck somebody up it's terrifying or send shrapnel flying it could result in injury or death here you know here's where again i don't want to i don't want to undermine the story because this is like because this is a thing but apparently so no one's been hurt yet this has just come from the shit i wrote on the union here the Oh, yeah, sorry. The United Steelworkers Local, that's the name of the uh, union, they accuse the protesters of tree spiking. The only two stories I could find with about this were the same story posted in two different like news sites for the island. I think one was like Victoria News, and I don't remember what the other, remember what the other one was. So I don't want to undermine that. Like, I'm sure it's been happening because I've heard it talked about in other podcasts, too. It's just for like... A concise news story, it's hard to find because, like, reporters are being kept out of there, so it's hard to get clear information. Again, that comes up as a big problem. (laughs) Well, this is what I'm talking about, where we can't confirm or deny this completely because there's not enough. Again, this is like, it's pissing me off that anybody that argues about not having media there to see what's happening. Like, they're going to be one-sided about it. I'm like, okay, well, nobody can see shit. And it's like the boogeyman where people make up their own opinion or thing because there's not enough clear information. I don't want to undermine the story because it sounds serious and it seems really easy. Like, it seems like an easy easy thing for someone to do. That's why I'm like, yeah, I could totally see a protester doing this. Or, but, sorry, it could, what's the term? Control opposition. False flag. You, are you talking about like a full lie or are you talking about like where they, the steelworkers would do it and be like, oh, look, they're doing either, it. Either or, yeah. Yeah, like it could be both, but this is what I mean though, where we don't know. And it's, yeah, and that's, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And so either way, though, it's not it's not unbelievable for both sides, because this is the thing. If you look at history, history top down, 
both of these of, the, of those like those perspectives would happen in history about one side undermining shit and the other side actually going that far. I want to say this is my stance on that though, because again, I was saying like I'm pro keeping trees because I'm all about the tourism industry because again, I think that's a more viable way for long term sustainability of a community, and that's just my opinion though. I don't know shit about economics. That's just my opinion from like uh, being a cook over the years. NBC because we have a lot of nature shit and it's really baffling and how many people are disconnected from that. Like the big thing for me is a quick side thing is that when I was in Katima Bay and I was in Ontario, we were in this big white van, like one of those big minivans you use for daycares and shit. And the people in our group almost tipped the fucking van going to the side to look at a deer. Oh my god. And anybody that lives on the island or in BC will realize how will know how funny that is, because yeah, shit, they eat my fucking crops in my like garden and shit. They're they're in my front yard. But some like even within Canada, there's people that are so like away from na- like nature and shit like that. That as a deer is magnificent to them, and I'm like, god damn it, they're pests. Like they need to be culled. <laughs> so so that's my thing. That we're yeah, tourism like nature is our fucking industry, man. So cutting on, I understand like bog growth for the industrialization as a, on the global as a whole, right? But this is uh, but I'm also you know I'm pro that kind of shit. But that being said. I'm very anti any kind of tactics that are remotely violent on anything, right? Like I, I see this as the same as setting up like a punji trap in the middle of the woods, like just a booby trap in the middle of a forest with the whole point of stopping from someone from doing a thing or just even doing that. So I, I just, if, again, we don't know if it's true or not, but if it is the case, I completely disown that shit. And I'm like, no, I don't agree with that at all. And I know that even, and sorry, my last thing is that I know you said the protesters were, were very good early in the su- earlier in the summer for kicking out people that were smoking and shit like that, and I believe that they're trying to be diligent on that. However, if the, there are people in their operation that are doing this, that still falls on them. They need to they need to deal with that shit and stop that because booby trapping shit is not the answer either. For sure, because and loggers are just doing their job, and I'm not trying to do any kind of thing like that. Like they're just being paid by they're doing a job, and there's actually this thing I saw a video online about it. It was a whole argument about that. And the loggers were just like, like, guys, like, we don't really care. Like, we we have no stake in this. We're just trying to do our job. Like, stop fucking with our shit. Because they're also sabotaging equipment and helipads and crap like that. And that stuff I'm less, like, uh, more whatever about because nobody's explicitly being hurt. But it was a tree spiking I wanted to bring up because that's a personal thing with me. Because that, again, I see that as, like, a booby trap. And I just do not agree with that. So sorry. And I just wanted to blurb about that. But again, can't say that it's true or not because there's not enough fucking reporting in it. Was that it? Apparently, it's the largest act of civil disobedience in Canadian, Canadian history. Although, I mentioned that before. Yeah, I want to just double check that though, because the labor riots were pretty intense. Like, you know, when people could, when you know, poor people weren't allowed to vote, that was pretty intense. So, I, I just don't know if it was the same scale as that. Because, but either way, that's what I want to scale. But I'm sure it's the biggest act of civil disobedience tied to trees. I would. Well, I mean, that. there are hundreds of people down there. It's. I mean, it's possible that a few outliers did that. We don't like. I said, like we said, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen, like most or all of them would probably not do something to harm the tree. Wouldn't putting a giant spike in a tree hurt the tree that they're trying to protect? Right. That's what I'm not. That's what I'm not sure about. Right. Because that makes. So I heard it was on. It was, like I said, on a podcast. It was uh, Canadian politics is boring, and these guys are not experts either. They're just relaying what they read about it. Mm-hmm. But essentially, they, I think, I, I, I don't know, I think they, I, again, not like anyone would know. I, you would, maybe there's a reason why it's not harmful to the tree. Maybe it is harmful. Like, I don't know. It, the thing with, like, any kind of outlier, they're probably not thinking like that. But again, that's not, we, like we always say, it's a, there's a 5% rule for everything. And that 5% of everything sucks. 
And that's just like, if you scope everything, it means 5% of humans suck, 5% of white people suck, 5% of black people suck, 5% of cats suck, 5% of everything sucks. Because there's always 5% that just sucks. That's just part of being like alive on Earth in this universe, I think. So that being the case, though, the Fairy Creek protesting, 5% of them probably suck. And that's, again, doesn't, that shouldn't directly fall on the entire movement. But again, it just comes down to, when it comes down to any violence or, again, booby trap, which is, again, an in, 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 in inadvertent violence, in my opinion, then then I just, I, I, I'm fully, I'm not saying, like, I again, I'm, I'm not saying I completely disagree with the protesters now over this. I'm just saying that they need to, if that's true, they need to get that shit under wraps because that, that undermines their entire movement. Yeah. Was there anything else you had to comment on that, though? No. Okay, sorry. And then, like, again, I don't mean to undermine anything that you put on us because you had, like, you again. You have a, like you have a lot of good point like points in their things, right? For me, it was just like again. I'm it's the whole story, right? This is everything that we can find out about this because we can't find out anything about this. Yeah, this is as much as we can find out, but we can't find out anything. <laughs> so we're literally scraping the bottom of the fish bucket on this one, folks. Uh, that was all I really had for immediate local waters. I think. Yeah, I don't think I had anything else. Oh shit! Right, sorry. One last thing. I want to give shout out to Elections Canada as a personal thing because. I got, I found voting, again, I'm sure every region was different. I found voting very accessible in my region. I got a thing in the mail about it that basically explained pretty simply in two languages that it, how to vote multiple ways. I voted, I voted by mail, but yeah, and then even so though, but then after, cause they have to send you a separate thing for the voting by mail shit in and there. Another thing, hey, here's other ways to vote in case you don't end up doing this. Like, it was very, like, pro doing this. You had to do some shit online. Very accessible and easy. Like, as much as I always give the government shit for having the most poorly designed sites, uh, website, it, they've actually, they, I feel like Elections Canada did a good job, at least in my region. So I just want to give a shout out to them because I'm all for, again, more people voting. Because I think that's one of the bigger problems in Canada is not enough of the country votes. So kudos to Elections Canada for trying to make it as accessible as possible, short of the internet, but that's... Yeah, that's a thing for a different day. Anything, anything you have to say, Gummy Bear? Nope. Okay. Okay. Well, before I jump into uh, the local waters, <laughs> before I jump into what I was mainly going to talk about, I just wanted to quickly uh, share that the human trafficker lady has popped up yet again with a new identity on Snapchat, um, and is reportedly trying to add young children i mean not young children but you know what i mean they're all young now <laughs> she's trying to traffic old young women and children or anybody that she can traffic hmm. and the snapchat name is mela klein the username is mela klein 5336 she changes her identity frequently too though so what does she look like just so everyone can identify her she like changes her pictures and stuff but she looks the same that's the most, that's the best we think we can do Brown eyes, long, straight, black hair. Kind of indigenous, like a little bit, looks like that half-white, half-indigenous kind of tone, but more like, you know. Like, Middle yeah, Eastern. Like, Middle Eastern. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, does she have any piercings or anything like that, too? No. I thought I, I wasn't sure if I saw, like, a piercing on her or anything like that. But okay, so just as best we can do. Yeah. And what about the two dudes she hangs around with as well, though? Her of, sons? Her sons. Sorry, her sons would help her traffic. Uh, the, there's no news. It was just about the post was about a, from a week ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just about the, the lady being spotted again. Okay. Well, everyone be careful on Vancouver Island. She's, uh, she's, she's a monster. Yeah. 
Okay, so the main thing I want to talk about today was attacks on homeless people on the island and <laughs> and in Vancouver. I think I mentioned this before, but uh, last year in Campbell River in September 2020, a man was set on fire. A homeless man was set on fire. And then in October in Campbell River 2020, a homeless man was beaten to death outside of a, a bus stop, I think. Mm. Um, the person who did that was arrested and charged um, as of recently. At the end of July in Vancouver, there was a, a homeless man was brutally beaten. And in August, the Vancouver police finally released <laughs> video of it. In Nanaimo in early July, a homeless man was pepper sprayed and then ran over. And then just a couple weeks ago uh, on September 8th, I think uh, another man was pepper sprayed <laughs> in the face. And then just a few days ago, a homeless man in Vancouver was shot with an arrow. And so those are just the ones that I could find articles about. Huh. And I'm sure that happens a lot more than we're seeing and with most things. Well, as a, if I can just quickly put a thing in that again, for my job, I when again working with people that are housing and unhoused regularly yeah, like every now and then there's a thing where someone got jumped or almost got jumped in, like, you know what I mean? It's like a thing where, or hey, or someone comes back more than once and it's like, oh, hey, I have to talk to somebody. But like, hey, this person, they, they mentioned about how they got jumped and then you can tell they might have a concussion. And it's like, okay, so, like, well, that's a, that's yeah, a. There's that, a lot of attacks, homeless on homeless. Both of these sites. Yeah. And it's kind of in the, it's Isn't in the, it? it's in the, it's in the secluded trail areas. Because, mm -hmm. like, these secluded trail areas aren't very well lit, typically when these things are happening. As just, yeah. is, I know that this is very basic knowledge, but just worth bringing up though. So, there was a, there was also another story of a fifteen-year-old in a tent city in Nanaimo being strangled, but I didn't mention it because uh, it seemed like it was a homeless on homeless thing. And then these are all stories of it seems like the other way around, where it's where it's just you know, uh, housed people. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to make it seem like. Well, the, that's the problem is that that the, the attacks are happening because people are seeing them as the other. Mm. And I, and then I almost like made, like don't want to say things like, Oh, like normal people like who have homes. Like that doesn't, no, I agree with you. That's not right. Well, that's why people are, are probably attacking homeless people because they see them as less than human, which is not cool. <laughs> well, no, they're all, everyone's a human though. That's the unfortunate thing. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt and take over. Just, but that's that's sad though, because like we're all we're all on the same side. We're all pro human side, right? Mm -hmm. We all want the best for humanity. Whenever I see posts about incidents with homeless people in the in the valley, in particular, the comment section is just a cesspool. Basically, the opinions are uh, less than compassionate. I should say. I would say. <laughs> I was wondering because on the Comox Valley of Ransom Raves thing, they have a rule no complaining about home, home, the homeless. And I wonder if that's why. I wonder if it becomes, I wonder if it does it become a cesspool. Maybe that's why it gets bad. Maybe, yeah. That's a good call. Well, there's, there's. I'm not allowed in that group. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not. You're, you're, you're a, you're a magical gummy bear. They don't know what kind of damage it might cause. I'm a part of that group and I'm literally wearing a mask. I joined that group with, as Captain Kid. I'm a mass madman that. That just like comments every now. I'll try again. It's been a while. <laughs> well, as a uh, again, might be on the coast, and we'll kind of get into um, again the the problem is that we're seeing we're seeing each other as the other, and that's not okay because we're not we're all again on team human. Like I said, five percent humanity, assholes. No, no, no eating around that. 
you know who the other is? The human trafficker lady. <laughs> the elite, the people that are trying to take advantage of humans. And like there's a whole, yeah. And, and uh, this whole, like the COVID shit's far from over. Is kind of what I'm. Oh, yeah. What I want to was why, and not just about COVID though, but the the effects of the pandemic from the little the systematic things. Essentially, right now in our industrialized society, we're clocked now, so we have all we have many gears and more shit to get disrupted and fucked up. Like a lot of people losing their jobs, and we'll get to that in a second or in, in the next segment. But yeah, the I, I the the viol- the violence on the on homeless people that's 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 terrible. That's reprehensible too because they're like. Again, like understanding that sometimes the home people in the homeless population are also not cool and they kind of try to break into stuff and do damage or take a shit in your backyard. And like they're. Oh my God, that happened on the property here. Oh yeah? Someone pooped at the end. It was disgusting. Oh, that's it's... what I'm talking about. That was that happened where I live, where I don't want to say my neighborhood, but like that happened in my neighborhood where there was an issue with because there's more people living in the forest than normal because of the pandemic and all these kind of yeah. things. And again, I can't can't emphasize this enough. Sorry, I don't want to get in a soapbox about this, but like when again you talk to a lot of homeless people, it could have been you or I. It could have been anybody, and just in different yeah. circumstances, the wrong shit happening. Like some of these people, yeah, there's kind of some they had some mental stuff or some like addiction, but a lot of them, it's just like circumstance, life, because life is a mm-hmm. cruel bitch, and the pandemic has not made that easier. So that's again why I think more than anything, affordable housing. We need no. We need to also just be more empathetic though towards our each other, right? And kind of not, and try to not, you know what I mean? Not turn each other well, into the other. We're all humans. Yeah. No one's another. We're all humans. I mean, yeah, like because you know, I understand there can be some frustration around that, but like, mind your business. Like, why do you have to go out of your way? Yeah, if they're not harassing you. And again, it's different where, and like, and this is where I've said this too, that I, like, why I'm- Why are you so angry? <laughs> well, I'm like, I, I, I'm in full support of like being empathetic towards homeless people. But again, if I had a problem or like, if I had one that would just set up a tent in my driveway and was refusing to leave, I'd be like, okay, get the F off my property, man. Like, this is not cool. Like, this is not like, again, I'm empathetic towards your situation, but I'm not in a position to house you either. Yeah. And that's kind of, and that's, you know what I mean? So I'm kind of where I'm, I'm understanding of both sides of that. At least that's my, my opinion of it. So I, I don't, I, I know it's a complicated thing. And again, I like housing projects like mine that help kind of just house people in group housing and just kind of take yeah. care of them on a bit of scale. I think that, I think that does a lot for communities, but that's again, that's time, right? Cause again, we just like, we also need low income housing for regular people like you and I, because housing prices are super inflated right now and they're getting worse. Sorry, this is a whole other thing. I didn't mean to. Sorry, I didn't mean to take over. I didn't mean to take over your shit. No, it's okay. It's like I wanted to have a conversation about it. No, sorry, I just get passionate. Well, I don't know your opinion and. Sorry, I get more. I got more passionate about the stuff since I've started working. Oh with, yeah, like absolutely. the homeless. That's why. Also, is, like why I, yeah. I wanted to hear your opinion because. Well, it makes me sad okay. too. <laughs> well, again, there's the whole the thing, and whether again, I homeless and homeless violence is its own thing, and that's obviously that's not cool either. But again, it's I again find it a bit more reprehensible when you. If it's not if it's not necessary and it's just people that are just like living there by the side of the road or they're kind of like living off the railway, like they're if they just let them mind their own business, right? Unless like there's no fires being started or any crazy shit like that. Uh, I shouted out the this podcast before, but uh, Island Crimes season two, Gone Boys, um, goes in a lot about homeless populations in a few episodes. So mm-hmm. I mean, check that out if you're interested. Yeah, I should. I, I found a new one actually. I found this cool one that does. I'll pull it up for the next break because I want to actually plug it. It was interesting, but it's basically like urban myths and kind of monster stories in Canada and stuff like that. I was listening to one about a pirate or like one of the, this, this one of the few pirates from actual Canada. And it's not, he's not like a real pirate. He's more like 
an opportunist that just did a crime, but it happened to turn into piracy. I think I've heard about that. Yeah, it was like John Edward or something like that. Uh, so yeah, it's a it was it's a cool pod, new podcast. I want to plug after, but I get what you're saying. Uh, anything else for local waters though? Before we go to beyond the coast? No, that's all I had today. Okay. Yeah, I don't think. I, I, oh, I think we had just to welcome Gord John back. Maybe we, I can't remember if we did that in the last one too, but yeah, welcome back, Gord John. He got his job back, so good for him. He's unemployed. Fortunately, now there are three other uh, members that are unemployed, except for Susan Farlinger. Remain unemployed. I. I found you cringe. You were quite cringe, Miss. She was the she was a liberal candidate. Ooh. So hey, you guys want to hear a funny story? <laughs> we just recorded the last half hour, and the thing wasn't, and our microphone wasn't plugged in, or our, our nice microphone, our yeti microphone. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So that's the fault of our deckhand. Sorry, uh, Stubby and Tibby, stu- or Tibby, Tippy and Stubby, shit the bed. They really shot the bed on this one. They, they will have their pay docked from the treasure we get for this. So if the audio's off, that's why. For the first for half the of first this. Half. Now we have the good thing attached again. For Beyond the Coast. Excellent. So what I want to talk about for Beyond the Coast was actually, and again, I don't have too much into this. I'll focus more on it in another episode. But for a starting thing is that, so the nurses are being protested at like hospitals. And with, like where this came up for, crap, I don't actually remember where my sister lives. It's like northern BC somewhere. So, she in her area, the uh, n- the uh, nurses have been quitting because they're being protested outside the hospital by anti-vaxxers that are mad about all these vaccine protocols that are being put in place. And as a result of that, at her hospital in particular, they've apparently lost like a third of their nursing staff, and they're having it's a bit of a shit show now. And it's kind of that's if you think about it right now, we're still in the midst of a pandemic, right? So the last thing you want is a lack of nurses in that case, right? So I just want to quickly say out to um, anyone protesting the nurses, please don't. That's they're not they're They are also just doing their jobs, much like the loggers, except maybe arguably I support nurses way more than I do loggers. Uh, they're keeping people alive. There's no reason to spit on them, which was happening. My sister, sister oh my witnessed God. that. Yeah, no, they're like being spit on. It's bullshit. <sighs> And I, I was trying to find, there are some news things about this, and that's why I can get more into it in a different episode. But I just want to quickly say a thing about that, because this will go into the vaccine things that people are freaking the fuck out about. Uh, but I just wanted to, um, again, like, again, coming from my mom doing this, who's a former nurse, saying, like, the nurses are tired, they're overworked. And right now, it's all the anti-vax people that are filling up the ERs, and they're also the ones protesting and having a shit fit about everything. So it's kind of... And that's kind of, and that's kind of where just like the nurses are just fed up and they're tired and shit and they're they are unionized and that's going to be a shit show too because they're going to have a after the whole pandemic their union's going to have a whole thing and then people are going to have a thing about that too being like oh the nurses union's going crazy and it's so it's all you know what I mean it's all just comp- this is what I'm talking about with systems within systems for how the pandemic's not over and there's still bullshit to be dealt with oh yeah uh um. I knew you were going to talk about that, and I forgot to share this with you beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, the news article that says a man punches a nurse in the face multiple times after his wife is vaccinated for COVID without his permission. 
Um, and this happened in Quebec uh, just a couple days ago. Mm. So that, like, plays into that. Like, why are you going to punch the nurse in the face? Like, also, why does your girlfriend need permission from you? Um, they haven't found him, so like mm. they don't even know who it is, I guess. I don't know. Well, so, like, my stance on this and what's happening... Cause I was, Please leave that man. <laughs> yeah, like, again, there's no reason to punish nurses on this. They're just doing their jobs. And I swear to God, anybody that says, you know who else is doing their jobs? Nazis. Well, you know what? Hitler drank water, so drown yourself. Like, oh my god, that that's people use an argument for everything, though. When you said people are just doing their job, like, no, that's not like that's you're oversimplifying so many different things there with that stupid ass argument. That's not a thing. Didn't you just say that? Maybe I don't know. We'll you just check. said that about the fairy creek loggers. I don't remember. I don't know, they, but again, they're the same. <laughs> they just said they're doing their job. It ends to the Nazi thing, though. <laughs> but that's like that. But that crossed my mind, though, because then people like to throw that. And it's like, again, yeah, Hitler drank water, so drown yourself. But. Sorry, anyway, the back to the Vax Passport, though, thing. Sorry, so looking into that... Okay, so let's start with the Vax Passport in BC, right? Because this is where we live. And, yes. again, different places in, like, Ontario is still doing lock hardcore lockdowns and shit like that, too. So that's, like, a whole other shit show we, I don't bother to get into because that's not where, again, our area. And I don't know Vancouver might be because of how big they are. But the Vax Passport thing, there are... If you go down the list of things that it regulates for things that you cannot go to... There's a few I straight up don't agree with, like, um, and I wrote them down here, but there's other ones, most of them are, like, fun activity things, right? Like, nothing that's essential to live, none of it's, like, a grocery store or anything, or a drugstore or anything like that. It's basically, like, party places, concerts, dance clubs, bars, things are, these are business, important businesses for an economy, but they're not important to just sustain life, essentially. And, uh, but here's the things where I don't agree with, where they have, but they also have these for student housing, is that you need to be vaccinated to go into student housing, which I don't agree with because, like, a lot of people need student housing. And that's kind of forcing, that's getting in between somebody, like, living somewhere to go to school and the vaccinating. I understand why the bureaucracy would include that, but I don't agree with that for just my personal reasons. That's just a personal thing with me, in my opinion. But they also have that for, like, funerals, and which I'm also, like... They have to include that because they're talking about the concept of a large gathering in general. But I, again, I wouldn't agree with that because I'm like, fuck you. Don't make somebody get vaccinated to go to a funeral. Like, that's kind of cunty, in my opinion. But I understand why they throw it in there. I just don't agree with that. My biggest, my, okay, not my biggest, but like my little only problem with this at all is for the rel relatively smaller population that actually can't get vaccinated uh, and i'm not talking about children because it's not out for them yet but like i'm talking about people who like have diseases and they can't get they can't get vaccinated they have diabetes or something like that or, yeah or they're allergic to an ingredient mm -hmm. um but i know i wish they would just like say something like it's temporary or like you know so, I mean, yeah. conspiracy theorists or whatever you want to fucking call them wouldn't believe it, if mm. even if they did. But I'm not talking about those people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I fully agree with you. Because, again, I think that I said this in an earlier thing where about any kind of regulations where I'm like, I'd be more comfortable if you're like, when we reach this level, we will stop this stuff. Like, give people a goalpost. Because you can't just say, you can't just say, 
will be done when we're done. That doesn't work for adults. That wor- that barely works for fucking five-year-olds. You can't do that for fully grown adults. <laughs> so, like, you need to give a goalpost, right? So this is that's the government's fault. And then, playing devil's advocate, they probably don't fucking know because they don't know what they're fucking doing either. Well, of course they don't. Nobody they're, knows at this point. They're figuring their shit out as they go along as best as everyone else can. But again, goalposts are important. Even maybe to say, the goalposts might be flexible, though. And that's going to be conspiracy theorists, too. But that's better than nothing, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's a, there's something that, again, I'm more on the fence about, but I can kind of understand to some degree, because there are just some jobs that you require vaccination. Like, you have to, if you want to be a teacher or kids, you have to be vaccinated. There are just certain jobs that, like, have that in their rules. But what's, where I'm kind of on the fence about this, it seems like a lot of people are losing their jobs because of their refusal to get vaccinated. And that I'm kind of, again, here I'm half and half about. Because some things like nurses, you should just understand that comes with the fucking job. You're going to the medicine industry, like, taking vaccinations makes, like, that just fucking makes sense. I know people who are in the healthcare industry who have, like, because there are regulations, like, you're supposed to get a... Sorry. Um, you're supposed to get a flu shot, and if you don't, you have to wear a mask for, like, the flu season or something. Mm-hmm. And I've known people who were, like, in that industry who refuse to get the flu shot so they just wear a mask mm-hmm. and it's like so they're like well can't we just do the same thing and it's like well this isn't well <laughs> this if there's isn't the same if there's choice though and that's kind of where well here's where i'm more on the thing of choice and this is kind of where and i'll get into my final point on this but i just want to talk about the people losing their jobs because like my workplace is like that too which i don't want to say but they're i think we're gonna lose a bunch of people and we because we homeless people are immunocompromised a lot of them because a bunch of shit so we have to have everybody vaccinated. And again, this will like, I'm, I'm a union job. So I don't know if that the union say has anything to do with it. Cause if the union says mm. it, maybe that's what makes it um, over the actual company. However, in other things too, if you think about it, where like, you don't, I don't completely agree with someone have losing their livelihood over not wanting to get vaccinated, but I want there to be an option. So like, okay, you don't have to get vaccinated, but you have to do this other thing. That's a pain in the ass. So like, and here's my example, cause for everyone crapping about the Vax passports, um, there are like, there are thing, places in America that are like, again, where even in Canada, they're way stricter, but let's just go to America. This well-known thing. So between, let's say Fox news, this is a right, super right wing, like TV, like TV source in the U S right. They, their policy within the company, this is fucking public knowledge. You can Google this shit is everyone has to be vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you have to be tested daily for coronavirus, the government mandate. And that's the, sense. the government mandate is only weekly, by the way. In, in areas whatever they're operated by. I don't know if it's the federal or state or whatever, but the know. so the government in the US government right now it's either vaccinated or weekly testing for companies that have a hundred or more employees. Fox has stricter regulations than the fucking government. And again, so that's where I'm just saying that like that but they they have a choice, which is that's what I'm for. Like again the in the whole thing. I don't want to influence anyone what to do. I want people to have choice make their own choices and choose what to do. And there should be a bit of that. But it's not the same as like a hard mandate for all the conspiracy theorists. And yeah, they're, the conspiracy theorists will be right if this never goes away ever. But then that would be on us too as citizens, though, when the pandemic is dealt with and we're like, okay, why isn't this gone yet? Oh, for your safety. Okay, well, no, fuck you. Pandemic's done. And as citizens, we got to fight back on the government because that's just how it works. The government never wants to do anything until we, we make them scared of us. And I'm not trying to be all V for vendetta. That's just a fact of politics in general. Politicians yeah. do shit based on voting blocks, right? That's why nobody craps on Quebec, because voting blocks. So that's my point, though, right? We do have the power. We just have to remind them that we have the power. And when I go on my rant about the fucking system and discount education, that's when I'll be going to why politicians are shitty in Canada, because they don't have to care. But sorry. 
Uh, my whole point with this, though, is that, yeah, that's kind of... Um, I, that's what I wonder in Canada, where I don't hear anything about regular testing in Canada. And it's all, like, hard vaccine stuff. But there's... Yeah, sorry. My final point is that there's no hard mandate for vaccines in Canada. It's all soft mandates, which would give right. you an option. Hard mandates would be like, you have to get vaccinated. I'm sending a government man to your house, which we're not at yet, which I wouldn't agree with. So my point is that these so far are just really soft mandates. And if, and that that is also like in response to that, if, again, I want to try to confirm this, but if we are having like, a shortage of nurses and nurses quitting and stuff then the government again that, that they don't want that so it would make sense that they're implementing more of these soft mandates to try to encourage more people to get vaccinated so that we don't have a shortage of nurses because that's the last thing you want in the pandemic and i'm not giving the politicians any credit because again they don't know what they're fucking doing <laughs> but i do think that that's that that's like probably what they're thinking because that's a pretty basic thing that you can just kind of figure out if you have half a brain essentially because the nurses, again, just the nurses are being protested and spit on and shit like that, right? Like, what would you, how would you feel if that came, came into your job when you're doing that, right? Yeah. You're like, if you're if you're at a grocery store and they force you to get vaccinated for a grocery store and someone spits on you, you'd be like, how dare you support this system? I had somebody that I work, sorry, someone that just lived with me. The last thing is that they were, they worked at a department, they worked at a store and they had a they had a masking policy that was just their corporate thing, and people were shitting on her before and after when it was happening. As it changed, as it didn't. If it was your anti-masker, oh fuck you for wearing a mask. If you were a pro-masker, oh how dare they wear they don't make you wear a mask. Like it was it's all bullshit. Everyone yeah. has their everyone's a fucking asshole about it. We're all humans, man. There's no reason to be a condescending dick to everybody. Sorry again, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. This is my opinion, but <laughs> <laughs> I realized to say that. But just to clarify, because again, this is like. Dude, this is everyone's everyone's being torn apart with all these things for different things, and I don't want I don't want society to tear itself apart, man, because we're better than that shit. Functionally, we are. We just don't think we are because we focus on more on the bad shit than the good. But that was all I wanted to say for the last Beyond the Water. Sorry, and the last shit was just my opinion, so disregard that completely if you want to. <laughs> uh, we're gonna be transitioning now, and uh, into discount education, and have a quick read from our sponsor. Uh, well, sponsorship that of a new business and adventure we've created and uh, featuring the one and only Gummy Bear, the Master Psychic. See you soon. I pass our sword from shoveling all day. So sit down, sit down, sit down. Welcome to the Gummy Bear Psychic Network. I'm your all-seer, the amazing Gummy Bear. Able to see the three dimensions of the world and the seven dimensions of your soul. I can contact the dead and observe the present and feel the air. I can read the mind of your soul and decipher your heartbeat. Today, we will do a reading for the incredible Captain Kid. What? Are you ready for your reading, Captain? I am, Gummy Bear. Please, give me your hand so I may sense your past lives. I'm so excited to know. Oh, I'm sensing six legs and a thorax and antennae. Oh my. I think in one of your past lives, you were an ant. Okay. Squished out by the sun. 
unfortunate. I wonder if it was some kid with a magnifying glass. I think so. Probably I sense it. it. I sense it through your soul. Okay, another one. Let's... Oh... <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face. Ah. Um, I'm sensing... Hmm. Oh, that's weird. Hmm. A prisoner of war, perhaps. Oh my. But an ancient one. Oh really? Yes. Ooh. Mm, Greek, cool. maybe? Hmm. Interesting. A Greek POW. You're gonna channel my. Are you gonna? I think you're gonna do channeling today too, right, Gummy Bear? You're gonna connect me with an ancestor. Yes, I am. All right. So, who who are you channeling today? I will channel your great ancestor, Maud Matilda Kid, the warrior wife of Ostogoths. <laughs> wow. You channeling her? Okay. Feel the spirit. Zoom. Mod? Are you there, Mod? Yes, it is me. Mod, tell me, what was the food like back then? Bland. That make you tough as nails? Course. I'll strive to be as strong Warriors as you. do not need flavor, only power. I'll strive to be as strong as you, great grandma mod. Until we meet again. You're weak. You're weak. I know. I know. She's gone. She seems very mean. Those words are gonna those are gonna those will those will be in me like little cuts for a while. That really <laughs> kinda cut my heart. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, Psychic... What's your title? Psychic Master... Psychic... <laughs> Master Amazing Gummy Bear, All Seer. Deluxe Extraordinaire. Along with... You're welcome, I hope I um, brought some enlightenment. Sorry that your ancestor was rude. I I feel like I have some of that blood in me. I feel like I, 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 will, I will say similar stuff when I'm a ghost. <laughs> Until next time. Pass our souls from shoveling all day. I wonder if you can hear her tongue on the actual microphone. So sit down, sit down, sit down. I'm gonna leave that in if you can, because that's impressive. It's a loud cat tongue. It must be rough as fuck. Welcome to Captain Kids Discount Lessons. want to hear about how rough our cat's tongue is then you should go to somewhere else for school you guys really need it yeah no i don't even enforce <laughs> phones off in my classroom because that's how shitty of a teacher i am i'm sorry today we're going to learn about the parliamentary system and which is canada's government system of governance and compared to the u.s presidential system as uh, we mentioned in our uh, single bite is it's not as complicated as you think it just has flowery fancy language because We're under attack again. Still more cannon fire. Man, those neighbor ships just will not stop. It's over. 
finally. Uh, but yes, no, our system is just filled with flower language too. So we sound like we're the educated European man, like they were focused on back in the day. So, first off, and I learned this in my poly my poli sci class, which I'm loving off the bat here. The major features of the parliamentary system is that it's an elected House of Commons, and whoever has the majority of seats is the party that's in control, which we all know pretty straightforward. If the House of Commons withdraws support from a party, they cannot remain, remain in office. So, like, if at any point the House of Commons, Trudeau, loses the faith of the majority of the House of Commons, then he ha they have to a new leader has to be elected, essentially. Uh, officially, or traditionally, it's called the Westminster, Westminster System. It's a governing system that was developed in Britain. It features a single-party majority rule, executive dominance of Parliament, and an adversarial relationship between the governing party and the opposition. It's how legislation is adopted and put out for the country. And it gives the majority side of the government a crap ton of power that may not represent the will of the people as a flaw of the system overall. A crap ton of former British colonies have this, such as Canada, Australia, India, South Africa, Bangladesh, Caribbean countries, Denmark, Sweden, Spain, Norway, Italy, and the Czech Republic. Holy crap, they've had their fingers in so many pies. Oh my. Yeah, we all knew that though. Uh, Canadian differences though. So we call it the federal system. We have a charter of rights and freedoms. And we have judicial reviews by the courts. Which are key differences in our systems overall. But we're kind of pretty much similar to the British system. So basically, there is the Prime Minister and his cabinet, which are his minions that do the over, or his bureaucrats that oversee different departments of how to run the country. Those are selected from the House of Commons, which is, again, we talked about the majority power and rules. Voters pick the House of Commons. Then the House of Commons picks Senate, and the Prime Minister picks Senate. And, and the Senate can be reviewed by the House of Commons if they're not happy with the Prime Minister's picks for it, too. And then I think it's the Senate and House of Commons pick Parliament. Oh, no, sorry. Those are all together Parliament. So the House of Commons and the Senate are Parliament, and the Prime Minister and his Cabinet are part of Parliament. Does that make sense? Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if the government is defeated... No, oh, here, here's actually another thing, and this is where I think that what Trudeau was talking about, where there might be an election again next year, uh, because... If the government is ever defeated on major legislation, they're expected to resign. And so not like a small thing. Like, I think Bill C-10 would probably be, like, a smaller thing, technically. But, like, this major... A major bud bill would be, like, a major budget bill, essentially. Like, that would be if they were... If Trudeau tried to pass a major budget bill and was defeated on that, he'd have to resign and they'd have to pick a whole new leader. I'm not sure if it would be the liberals or there'd be a whole new election. But that would be kind of what has to happen. Uh, the, obviously, the leader can call a snap election, which is what we just went through. Uh, but also legislation aside, aside from just massive legislation being defeated, if two thirds of the House of Commons ever just decide or uh, have a agreement of a or have an explicit vote of non-confidence, then they can uh, again just nix the prime minister and you have to pick a new one. You have to have a new election. Oh boy! Yeah, 
Uh, but here's the funny thing about that. So it's weird because it starts off with a bunch of like, here's ways that shit could be kind of thrown up in the air, but that's not actually how the system usually functions. And we're going to get into that later in a second. Um, parliament has to pass laws for them to be official. And they usually do because there's usually a whole green agreements in that. Uh, we already know, I think we have to go into what a majority and a minority government is because we're in a minority right now. Majority would be way more seats than every other party and having to not worry about votes. Yeah. Uh, coalition government. Now, this will be a thing, like an opinion thing for me separately, but that's what I really am most supportive of. But that's essentially where two or more parties join temporarily just to get shit done. So they both, they pick officials from both sides. They keep, they try to keep things as like as even as possible. And then they overall, then they have the majority of seats, but they're working together the entire time. They have to. So like technically, I think the NDP could form a coalition government with the conservatives and totally beat the liberals, but they're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah. could totally do that. <laughs> uh, the oh yeah, so and technically, so and I think one more important definition here is the head of state, which is in a parliamentary system. The head of state is an important but largely ceremonial position. It's their responsibility to ensure that legis- legitimate government is in place. So the head of state is kind of like the governor general, essentially, like the person that's picked by the prime minister officiated by the queen they represent the queen and they're basically a puppet of the prime minister but it's more like it's a fancy officialing job and this is that i think it's more tied to our like ties to britain i think if we didn't have that it'd be some other thing but mm-hmm. so yeah our government jail yeah so our government general we know about her carries out duties and responsibilities of the monarch and the national level of canada who doesn't do anything so puppet of the prime minister lieutenant governor is the person that carries out the duties and the responsibilities of the monarch on a provincial level so that's recommended by the prime minister and appointed by the monarch as well. So I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that every province has a secondary mo- or monarch as well. Uh, the governor general is in charge of making sure shit runs. Awkward edit. So the prime minister, they are the head of the government. Obviously, they pick the cabinet, which are members of the overall party. We just talked about that. They. And the main criticism of the parliamentary system is that it has what's called executive dominance, which is it places a considerable amount of power in the prime minister and the cabinet through the ability to control the House, House of Commons, particularly in a majority government. So it's like there's basically no opposition in a majority government uh, because of the way other things are structured. Sorry, but the main reason why... In a, so the main reason why our parties in Canada have so much power when they're voting on a thing is because they do party discipline, which is essentially that even your elected seat in your area, they do not have to, they can't vote on their own opinion. So like if we had a, if our ND, if Gord Johns was super pro-gun, like he wanted automatic weapons, but the NDP was like, no, we're voting against automatic weapons, he would have to vote with the NDP. So... It's important for everyone to understand that you, when you're voting for a, a representative in your area, you're not representing or you're not voting for their values. You're voting for whatever the party's values are. So you have to take whatever the party choices. There are some cases where Canada lacks this party discipline, but that's because they um, that's for like moral issues like abortion and the death penalty, which I mentioned to you before. Right. And Trudeau actually lacks those a couple times, too, when they were vote, when they were voting on that. Uh, but for the most part, it's expected that parties will, like, vote with the party always. And not doing that is, like, you can lose your position, basically, by doing that. First, mm. being a stick in the mud. Uh, the cabinet has a lot of responsibilities as the, when the PM appoints them. But they basically, the PM doesn't really, I think he 
PM kind of appoints them and he's expected to work with them, but doesn't always do that really. Uh, but the cabinet is also kind of expected to work together. Like they have collective responsibilities. So it's basically like jury rules where they can't just go out and one person disagrees. They always all have to agree on everything. They can't, they're not allowed to not function. It's like not cool. And there's also cabinet secrecy, which cabinet secrecy, which is a convention that views expressed in the cabinet remain secret to enable the full and frank discussion of cabinet solidarity. So, I mean, if you're one just picking up the theme here in our parliamentary system, so it's basically like when things are in power, they function as well as possible. Everyone says yes to everything. Everyone agrees with everything. We all have to be on the same page. Kind of like two parents and a fucking kid. You can't have two parents wanting two different opinions. For the, all the children of the voters of Canada, we can't tell them exactly what we're thinking or doing and our opinions of it. We all have to be on the same page because it's what's best for the voter. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's just, I have a very long process here. I'll bills go through. It's very boring. I don't want to go through that. That's not important. <laughs> it's basically, you're oh, all. Oh, thank you. Oh, uh, Cliff Notes in here. So it goes through, <laughs> it goes through one body, then another, then reviewed, then another body, then another, then reviewed, then another, then another, then reviewed, then another, then another review, PM reviewed, PM reviewed, back to the body, send it up round, back again, through the House of Commons, back to the Senate, approved oh by the Senator, God. signed overseas, signed by the Queen, and then back by the Prime Minister and finally approved. So. <laughs> Wow. The Canadian House of Commons, yeah, we just talked about, uh, or let's call him Hawk for short, because I was starting to get, I had to write that on my notes, so Hawk. So the problem with the main problem with the House of Commons in our voting system is it's a winner-take-all system. So, like, in our personal writing, obviously, Gore Johns, he got, I don't remember, like, let's assume he got 40% of the vote, right? But then conservatives got 30% and so on. So Gore Johns doesn't have the majority of people voted. He just had more people than anybody else in our riding vote for him. But he wins the entire seat, right? So it's not really representative of like the 30 people that voted conservative and the 20 and the 10% of people that voted PPP, PPC. And that's the main problem with the system. Cause again, the system focuses on efficiency and making sure government works and functions and doesn't waste money or well, get waste money. But you know what I mean? How it just doesn't like waste money with gridlock. The problem is that in reality, it's the prime minister and the cabinet that just control everything. So, like, you don't really have your our legislators don't have any power. They're basically just mindless drones. They do what the prime minister and the cabinet say because they're the top dog and they just don't have a say. And that's kind of this. That's the issue with the majority thing in the system. And that's mm-hmm. where I understand where people like kind of get worried if there's ever a majority, which is kind of fair because if there's no opposition, and the U.S. has more checks and bounds for that too. Ah, and here, the Canadian Senate. Here's the second thing, because this is the weird one that's off to the side. The Canada, the upper chamber of parliament, is appointed on the recommendation of the prime minister, and senators hold their position until the age of 75. So it's, like, way different than fucking... It's almost like a Supreme Court, in Canadian Supreme Court, almost, like, in how the U.S. is, because senators are, like, totally different than the U.S. Historically, they were called a sober second thought. That's why uh, that's why they're created. So it's like legislation needs Senate approval as well as the House of Commons. It's only in cases of resolution to approve constant, constitutional changes that the Canadian hawk can override the position of the Senate. So the hawk must pass a, a constitutional change again then and after 180 days. So the Senate basically kind of will mod modify legislation, but they don't they don't really block it. It's, it's like, it's just not really expected. Like the Senate for the most part is expected to kind of maybe modify ship, but they're not like, they're not really explicitly supposed to block it. And even when they do, that can get um, fucked with, which is funny. So 
Apparently the Senate blocked Mulroney in the 90s, so he just added like eight more senators. And then he got his shit through. So oh my God. this this right he probably I don't know exactly, but I, I think he probably had a majority of the times. So this is what I'm talking about, right? Where it's like the Senate is also a bit of a joke because they just they're kind of they're long term servers, but depending on whoever the party is, so that's kind of the criticism of that's pretty obvious too. So mm-hmm. let's say Mulroney stacks eight conservative. He had a, two conserv- he had a conservative term, stacks eight judges on there that are there until they're seventy five. Well, they're representing a portion of the population, and for a long period of time, and maybe we had two liberal governments after that shit, because I don't know who we had after Mulroney, but the, so that's kind of, so yeah, the Senate is a bit of a, yeah. So Senate reform has been a debate forever. Uh, the NDP wants it gone because it's, could be stacked and it's easy to block shit. Uh, but smaller provinces like the Senate, though, because it's, Oh yeah, smaller provinces want the Senate actually strengthened because it might lead, even though it might lead to gridlock, it'll give smaller provinces more power. And one more thing too about the parliamentary system and how it's structured in general is that it's very region focused. So like the Bloc Quebecois benefits massively from it. So like if we swapped over the parliamentary system to a different one, which is the whole thing about the, excuse me, first past the post thing, uh, the Quebec, the Bloc Quebecois would lose a considerable amount of seats. Yeah. So they would like they obviously they have no motivation to have that system go through. But then it would be a bit more like by majority of votes, right? So the ten percent of people that voted PCP in the Comox Valley, they would like they would have rep- that much representation towards the overall thing because their vote still counts. And we'll, like, well, I'll go into different structured systems on a different day. I really just want to compare the U.S. and. Uh, Canada, because I just thought this was very interesting. I was just laughing because you said PCP again. I know. I know what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I keep laughing. And sorry, this is a side joke because we meant to mention this earlier. But so when I was in, when I went away for the wedding this or a couple weeks ago, there was a political post billboard up. And I don't know if it was a fake one. I think it was real, but it was for the PPC party. It was purple. And it said Canada's first period. Or no, vote for Canada's first period. What the fuck? And, well, that's funny because you, you keep calling him MaxiPad, which I think is funny, <laughs> but, because he's always on his rag, but, like, the, <laughs> but the, that was, that's where I'm, like, did someone, I think, like, another party put that up as, like, a, like, a, like, an anti thing, because that was, like, that's too stupid, like, would they post something that dumb? That doesn't even make sense. So, yeah. I just, but that's a side funny thing I wanted to mention. Okay, so, the U.S. system, oddly enough, a little bit easier, weirdly. So they basically have just the legislative branch, which is the House of Representatives, or like our hawk, or and the Senate, and then they have the Pres and Vice Pres, which are the executive branch. Uh, House of Reps are elected every two years. The Senate is elected every six years. President is elected every four years. Hard stop. Timed elections. No snap election bullshit. Yeah. Hashtag fuck you Trudeau. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, though, uh, the Prez does not need to have the legislative branch exactly on its side to, on its side to do stuff. However, though, it's kind of like it's there's a lot of checks and balances within the system in like complicated ways. But it's a basis of principles. So that checks and balances as overall is a basis of principles for the American system that they have three separate branches that are all able to check each other for each other's 
for each other so that no individual institution becomes too powerful. So it's like, better, good to think of the American system like three pillars mm-hmm. that can all fuck with each other, so to speak. And they can all get around each other, but they can also fuck with each other, too. So the Prez. Uh, Prez is commander-in-chief. They are in control of the armed forces, foreign policy, domestic policy, and they're generally considered a public public civil servant. Sir, or civil servant. Uh, president is involved in passing laws. The president can veto Congress. He can make treaties with two-thirds of Senate votes. And he can nominate officials for a cabinet, senior department officials, ambassadors, federal Supreme Court, regulatory agencies. But these all... Oh, and military officers. These all must be approved by the Senate, though, however. Mm-hmm. The cabinet and electric executive, officer, ex- executive officers are appointed by the pres, much like in Canada with the prime minister. Oh, no, sorry. I got that backwards. So the Canadian prime minister is expected to work with his cabinet. The presidential one is not expected to work with his cabinet. Like, they can... Like, again, Trump did this, and I'm not trying to go on that, but he just elected the cabinet and didn't do shit with it. And he just walked, mm. he walked, watched, hung out and watched Fox and Friends. <laughs> so the yeah and the cap so the cabinet secretaries are really important for running their departments and they kind of run a lot of the show basically but that depends on how much because i don't think uh i don't think the president's required to appoint a full cabinet either if he wants to do shit himself or delegate it to other people an executive order is a specific order or a written order from the president to agencies and officials in the government these orders are set temporary laws and do not require approval of congress congress so these are situations when they can just pass a sweeping law, but the thing is they all have to be temporary. Right. So that's the check and balance for that. Executive powers have that, um, yeah, they can't, uh, They sorry, they, they're only temporary, but they can't overwrite them for emergency situations, which is kind of a decent balance if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, fixed terms, you already mentioned that. Um, oh yeah, impeachment, which fun fact, no president has actually officially fully been impeached out of office. Never, not even Nixon, which mm-hmm. is a common misconception. Mm-hmm. He, he dropped out before then. Same thing with Bill Clinton. And Trudeau just kind of outla- he outlasted it. Okay. The vice you president. Trump. It, oh, whatever. You said Trudeau. <laughs> oh, sorry. I know they're different, but I don't care. <laughs> okay, so we have the vice president. They're picked by the pres candidates. They can only vote in case of a tie. So the vice president is pretty much just the trophy wife of the president, essentially. They're there to look pretty, <laughs> look pretty, photo ops, go mingle with the with the lessers, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And I guess you're you're the backup if somebody dies. So when Joe Biden dies, it's President Kamala. We all have to hail to. Uh, the U.S. Congress. Well, I don't. Well, I'm Canadian. No, we don't. Oh God, you know Ted Cruz is born in born in yes, Alberta. I, do, I did yeah. not know that. I can't I believe did. he. I can't believe he came out of Alberta. That's I. I feel bad for Alberta. That gives them much. Give them such a bad name. <laughs> He's such a tool. <laughs> so, okay. Okay, so the House of Representatives is the lower chamber chamber of the U.S. Congress. They are elected for two-year terms and districts that are kind of based on population size. The Senate is the upper chamber of Congress. Two senators are elected by voters in each state. So it's like House of Reps is by small districts like Courtney on Bernie would be. Mm-hmm. And the Senate would be like by state, where I guess we had senators who'd just be like for province. So Or like our premier, sorry, our premier, uh, Hogan John Horgison. Uh, the Senate is smaller and the representatives come district from states over districts. And here's the big, biggest difference between the U S and Canadian system is that they do not have party discipline requirements. 
So, like, senators, congresspeople, they can all vote however they want. And that's what causes gridlock a lot. And the government and the government shut down, shuts mm-hmm. down, which are big shit shows where, you know, people have to work without getting paid. And people don't know when shit's going to start up again. And it's a big shit show. And yeah. it's like a tiny little fuck up, like a tiny little fuck thing or clusterfuck. And so, again, the, all my criticisms of the parliamentary system aside, it is designed to not have that happen because I don't think I've ever heard of Canadian gridlock. That's the point, though. So it's like it has its flaws mm-hmm. for a single a single drama slash English teacher's oh opinions God. about how to run things. Uh, it's unimpeded because of efficiency. And sorry, one last thing to go back to the parliamentary system, though, but one of the arguments of keeping it this way is that it keeps it simpler for Canadians to understand, which I have to say is a fair fucking argument because, again, and I understand why most people can't be bothered to get the detailed shit like this, too. Like, I'm only knowing all this shit now because of a fucking college class. So I understand why you might want to keep it simple, but then it also leads to the problems of that, like, again, I just don't want, I just, I want a different person than Trudeau. I just want a different liberal. <laughs> okay, prison, the presidential veto in the U.S. The ability of the president to prevent passage of a bill, and they have the authority to veto laws passed by Congress, and this can be overwritten by two-thirds majority vote in both bodies of Congress. So, again, like, the president can veto, but Congress can also veto that veto. There's also a pocket veto, which I love the name of. Oh, my God. And that's if the president doesn't sign in 10 days, so it's like he can veto it, or if he, or he can just, like, uh, this is a, I think that's why it's called a pocket veto, or maybe the passive-aggressive veto. If he doesn't sign it within 10 days, if Congress is in session, it becomes law. If they're not in session, it doesn't become law. Okay. So I don't even know what that means, because, like, do they have hours, like, they're open 9 to 5, like, they're not open on weekends? Does that mean, like, the 10th day is a Sunday, then, that's that's my curiosity, I just don't know what, what makes them in session. That, oddly enough, was not covered in <laughs> my textbook when they're actually operating. Even 7-Eleven has it on the doors, guys. Come on, get your shit together. <laughs> uh, yeah, Congress, second oversighing there, again, like, our Senate, which is they oversee shit, and basically... The president, the president can limit information information from Congress, but not anything major. And in order to avoid oversight of certain activities, they can use executive privilege, but it's kind of just harder depending on what the thing is. And a couple more details about both things, because there's also, and that's the final thing before we end here, but there's in semi-presidential systems, but those are just confusing shit, so I don't want to get into that. It's like, basically, they just have like a fourth thing so it's like on top of a prime minister we also have a president so we just have an executive branch on top of all the other shit we have so and some things say it works better but i don't know it's just more that's those are the really complicated ones uh overall though so parliament system makes the government responsible for the hawks actions which is so that they're more in trouble for shit where in the u.s the president's more on the chopping block when shit doesn't go right Overall, the pres apparently the president actually the U.S. is more open with their shit with what the president has to do and stuff like that. But that's not so much the case in Canada. Yeah, because we have cabinet cabinet secrecy, so we don't know what happens behind closed doors. They mm-hmm. everyone's fine. Kids, the kids are fine. Don't worry. No, we're fighting. We're bruised. I got this from falling down the stairs. It's fine. The <laughs> prime minister, you don't know what he's like behind closed doors. He's great. We're saying he's great behind closed doors. So. I'm kidding. Trudeau's a pussy. He probably gets beaten up by them. <laughs> so he, they take his lunch money on the way outside of the cabinet. It's like, you got to pay a toll in the hallway. Made you flinch. Ugh. He gets shoulder checked when he gets walked down. That's what I'm sure happens. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, though, 
the pres can be less flexible, or the pres the president doesn't have to be as flexible. Um, they can remain without support. So like, again, okay, I know this didn't happen. I think in the I think that I don't know what happened in the election in the U.S., but like you know what I mean. Like, it's Trump didn't have a majority, so he couldn't really get anything done during his term or anything he wanted to get done majorly. So he, but he still was able to remain without the flexible without the support of the hawk. Whereas Trudeau, again, also mid tier support, but he remains in power because Hawk still supports him essentially. Even though, uh, and then uh, one more thing, big difference. Outsiders can actually run for president in the U.S. Where again, Trump is proof of that. Uh, that's not a common in Canada. Be- like even like I think as the closest we have again, I wouldn't call um, Pretty Boy an outsider, but he didn't have a lot of political experience going into it, and right. he was prime minister, Jagmeet Singh, leader of the party, also not a crap ton of experience. So like, there's they have experience. But they're like they're almost like the minimal requirement of what they would have for like a thing, you know what I mean? For being put as like a party leader, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's just that's not nearly as common. Like the U.S. likes their they like their regular people. Yeah. And yeah, so sorry. That's the and as one as a quick. That's the discount education. That's really not that great. Go to actual college. They're much better than me. But that's what I took away from my first two weeks of poli sci class. That I thought was relevant, especially after we had the election, because I was like just how our system actually works and why again i kind of now i'm i'm on the pro like yeah i think we should move past the first path supposed system and find something a bit more representative yeah and one last thing i was going to say about that which and because we can go into uh, maybe another time we'll go into the different systems we could go to that all have their faults and defaults but the problem with the more representative representative represent representational system i just talked about that has like even the pcp gets five percent of their shit is that smaller parties can kind of can kind of stifle shit a bit more because now they have a voice. Although some countries mitigate that by saying that it's an all-inclusive system, but you need to get like at least ten percent of the vote to be considered, right? So like the PCP and the Green Party both wouldn't make it because they don't. And some of them it's like lower, like five percent. Mm-hmm. But that's how they that's how they stop extreme fringe parties or like the uh, the Rhino Party in Canada wouldn't be able to <laughs> have a seat at the table because they're like. Yeah, because they have one percent or whatever, which I still support. Uh, any thoughts or opinions on that? I know you know most of that because you've been into the shit way longer than I have, Gummy Bear. So how did I do for summing that shit up? What would you grade you me? Okay, sweet C plus. Thanks for the little lesson. Solid C. Sure. Yay! Anything? Uh, anything else to go over though? I don't think so. Okay. Well, do you think we covered everything for today, Gummy Bear? Yeah, I do. Cool. I think we did everything too. I am hoping our next episode is uh, our next bonus episode is finally I'm done Final Fantasy VII and I can finally talk about that game. But that all depended with how much school stuff I have because I have a lot of school this week. But uh, and then we'll try to get another regular episode out. Yeah, and thank you for your patience though, and we'll try to keep you updated based on if anything gets stagnated. I. Yeah, shit. Sorry, I don't know why I always ramble down here, but just always. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Don't be afraid. Be aware, and uh, please say hi to us in the comments. We love it. We love it when people talk so to us. Down, just like oh, makes us so happy. So happy. <laughs> Take care. A couple of fights, you were nearly blinded. Yelling at the wind won't do much good. 
thanks again to anyone who listened to our podcast. We appreciate your attention. Please reach out to us on our Canadian Pirate Cast email, Facebook, and Instagram pages. Like, sub, share. You know the drill. We love it when people reach out with comments or feedback. We also have personal social media accounts if you want another meaningless Facebook friend or a silly Instagram account to follow. Be good to yourself. And take care of each other. Bye. Bye.